everybody, welcome to another episode of 10 Things I Hate About Me, a show where we are quite literally making a list of 10 things we hate about ourselves. If you're new here, hi, I'm Sam. If you're not new here, I'm sorry for being MIA last week. I posted on Instagram that there would be no episode. So if you don't follow the podcast on Instagram yet, you should. Um, I was just having a very busy, very emotionally draining week and I said, Sam, take a little break. I was really resisting skipping an episode because I get in my head about like being consistent and looking like I know what I'm doing and proving that I can do a good job. But then I was like, baby girl, it's fine if you skip a week. There will be no smear campaign. There will be no warrant for your arrest. Just relax. But yeah, it's nice to be back. Um, Before we get into the episode, I have something to share from a reviewer who told us one thing they hate about themselves. This was submitted by Obelix, and they said, One thing I absolutely hate about me is that every time one of my wonderful friends makes me a meal, I make such a big deal about loving it, making yum and mmm sounds so often that they think I'm being sarcastic. My friends are truly just that good at cooking, but they don't believe me. I'm sorry to hear that this is something you struggle with, but I think there's an easy fix. Next time you're eating your friend's cooking, you should say, Gross. Disgusting. I wouldn't feed this to the dog. And then, big finish, you take your plate and you throw it on the ground. And then you look at your friend and say, Just kidding. I love your cooking. Mmm. Thank you for leaving this review, my dear Obelix. I hope this helps. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us five stars in Apple Podcasts and leave us a review, including one thing you hate about yourself, so I can read it on a future episode. You can do it anonymously on there, and if you don't have Apple Podcasts, you can also go to our Instagram and send me a DM or leave a comment. Please do it so I can have things to read. I want to hear from my little haters. (laughs) Alright, so... Today's episode was really fun. I'm low-key obsessed with our guest, and he knows it. We talked about a lot of my personal favorite things, specifically Boston and cats, and we also had a really honest conversation about where he's at in his career and what his current mindset is. Um, Also, I'm sorry again about the audio on this one. I uh, overestimated my ability to fix it whatever. Every episode is a learning experience for me, blah, 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 blah. Um, I personally think it's okay, so I hope you don't mind. Um, All right, let's jump on in and have some fun. I'm so excited to introduce today's guest. He's a Brooklyn-based comedian and writer. He used to live in Philly, where he was a regular at Good Good, and I saw him perform so, so many times. Welcome to the podcast, Kyle Harris. Yeah. Hi, Kyle. Hey, Sam. (laughs) What's up? Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you for having me. Um, I was thinking about it earlier, and I was like, I think Kyle might be one of the people that I have seen perform the most times oh, no. at Good Good. Oh, that sucks. Because <laughs> I, I really saw you for, like, years and years. Yeah. Back when you were doing, like, 90s at night and stuff like that. That was what it was called, right? Yeah, that was a mess. Um, I had fun when I saw it, so. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> it was very last minute. Every single show, I was just together the day before (laughs) beautiful chaos all right so we are going to jump into our first segment roses and thorns rose is the best or most rewarding thing that happened to you this week and thorn is the worst or most challenging thing that happened to you this week i'll share mine first to give you some time um and i'm gonna do the thorn first because it's a little bit of a downer and i want to end on a positive note okay it's not that much of a downer 
and I just want to preface it by saying it's about my cat Simba. Okay. Um, but he is totally fine. <laughs> I know Kyle is a Kyle is a Simba fan. I am a big Simba head, so <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Um, yeah, Simba got diagnosed with diabetes. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> and you know it's good because now I know like what his deal is because he's been like acting weird for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. I'm just like thankful that we were able to like figure it out in time because if we hadn't like I wouldn't have taken him to the vet for like another year and then he would have just gone on like this um and I'm like getting like a crash course in like learning how to do like the insulin shots and everything like that it's so weird but he's doing a really good job he like doesn't care that I'm like sticking him with a needle (laughs) that's amazing it's so weird yeah that's (laughs) wild he can't like I don't know they can't talk to us yeah (laughs) all I can do is meow and you gotta figure it out (laughs) if he could talk to me I don't even want to know what he would say to me oh yeah it'd probably be very uh very rude they would have to adjust the society so yeah (laughs) speaking of Simba stop it Simba I don't think you should edit that out (laughs) (laughs) All right. Um, so yeah, Simba has diabetes and I got to stick him with the insulin. Um, I've decided that we're going to go on a health journey together okay. because I am like, I have like health anxiety. There was like a few years ago where I was like, I think I have diabetes. And my roommates were like, I think that you're fine. <laughs> but it's always been like in the front of my mind. Yeah. Um, and it like runs in my family and stuff like that. And now that I am seeing what it is like with like a little cat, I'm like, I can't let this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So we're starting our health journey together. Lots bonding. More bonding. Yeah. Yeah. I think so too. Um, yeah, we can make like protein shakes together in the morning <laughs> or something. <laughs> oh my god. Um, and then for my rose, I filmed a little short comedy video with my friends this weekend. Oh, hell yeah. And I was really nervous about how it was gonna go, but it went really well and it was really fun to shoot and like I finished editing it and it came together really well. So nice. Yeah, feeling good. It's gonna be Instagram. I'm I'm talking like a fifty year old. <laughs> We're gonna put it on Instagram. It's also gonna be at Club Video. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um Club Video for for the listeners is a show that they do in Brooklyn every few months, I think. And it's like experimental short comedy videos. Um, and they're doing it in Philadelphia for the Fringe Arts Festival. And we're going to be showing our video. And I'm really excited about it. I'm like, I get nervous because I'm nervous that people are going to be like, that's not funny. Yeah. But I think it's funny. It's nerve wracking, especially like if you're there to watch it with other people. Yes. It's like the whole event. It's just video after video. Yeah. And then like afterwards, people will see you and, they, <laughs> and they'll be like, I recognize you from the video that you were in. <laughs> yeah it's i'm sure it'll be fun though i might be there that'd be fun (laughs) i feel like i'm always in philly all right kyle what is your rose and thorn i guess thorn i pick up all these odd jobs as i try to break into the entertainment television business so i uh been working as a disaster case manager which is like helping people who went through like hurricane ian in florida so uh, I think the thorn would be just listening to like all these people talking about losing their houses as my day job. Oh my gosh, yeah, that's got to be really Not hard. Um, but everyone's nice. Coworkers are nice. Yeah, that's all you can ask for yeah. to have like support for a job like that. Yeah, and it's me doing it. Like I'm just 
fucking idiot. So I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, but Rose probably finishing polished off another sample. I've been trying to get samples done because there's like maybe there'll be a right of strike. I don't know. So I just want to do what I can while everything's installed. So yeah. it takes a lot of uh, self. What's the word? Like discipline. Just making yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Discipline. So that was that was good to do. Cool. Yeah, I don't have discipline. It's hard. But cool. It's cool that you do. <laughs> Sometimes I have to find the right thing to watch, the podcast to listen to, and like make myself stay still. Yeah. And always have a drink in my hand. Yep. Mm-hmm. That one. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, Kyle, it's time for me to ask you the big question. What is one thing that you don't like about yourself? One, I mean, I have so many. I think uh, probably pushing hard things off, like almost like procrastinating on like boring stuff, stuff I don't feel like doing. Mm -hmm. That's what Will said last week, too. (laughs) Oh, wow. I'm not copying you, Will, I swear. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Yeah, I feel like it's super common. Mm -hmm. Dental work. I need to get some dental work done. And I've been, like I said, I'm always in Philly. So there'll be like something that's happening that week where I'm like, oh, wow, I'll do this. And then I'll do the dentist after this fun thing. And then it's like every week there's something. So I'm just pushing it off every week. So. Yeah, like, I feel like I'm the same way. Like, even with emailing you, I was like, I need to do that. And, like, thinking to myself, like, what I'm going to say in the email and, like, when I should send it and stuff. And just, like, thinking about it instead of doing it. Do you ever find yourself doing that? It's mm -hmm, every single day. Um, Even with writing, where I'm like, oh, I have this idea. And it's all in my head. And then I'm like, I got to put this down at one point. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, I got to create this. So it's cool you can create that sketch because that's the hardest part, putting everything together. Yeah, yeah. That sketch, I was like a little bit shocked at how fast it all came together. It's definitely not like that for me usually. I feel like I have like had like a little bit of like creative energy lately, like a burst of it that I've been like, I need to follow it. So I've mm-hmm. been like a little bit crazy about writing stuff down. Do you like, do you have like a writing like practice? Mm. no I, I I think I just I've started outlining more which helped me before I'm still kind of new to like I only started in like 2020 when I couldn't do any performing mm-hmm. um, and before that it was like just vom- with a vomit draft which is you're, you're just writing mm-hmm. what you think is good but like making steps and outlining and filling in what's gonna happen it's like so much easier when you start actually writing now so I guess that's the closest to that process um but other than that nothing yeah <laughs> what kind of writing are we talking about like screenwriting mm-hmm. yeah cool that's um that's been my big focus I feel like I don't perform anymore on purpose <laughs> you don't perform anymore not really I mean I'll say yes this stuff like I'm never like no but uh like I have some shows coming up but I'm not seeking it out where mm-hmm. I got nothing left to say on the stage <laughs> I got it all out of me 
Uh huh. Do you think that that's going to be like a permanent change for you, or do you think that this is like you're just following where the wind is taking you right now? Yeah, yeah. That's that's what it is. Um, okay, cool. Because yeah, <laughs> relief. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, who knows? Six months, that could change. Uh, I'm I'm doing like a half hour with Ron Metellus, like in May. So oh yeah, Ron. I don't know what I'm doing it about, but um. So I'm saying I'm not performing, but half hour is a lot of performing. So. Yeah. <laughs> so you're a procrastinator, but but you're able to like bring it in a little bit more with the writing stuff. Yeah, it took a lot. It took like two years just to do that. So it's tough. Mm-hmm. It's even like changes, making changes where you're like, oh, maybe I'll start jogging every day. Maybe that'll happen when I'm 50. <laughs> yeah you're just gonna spend your whole life working up to it and be like mm-hmm. i'm ready day by day after 30 years of thinking about it <laughs> yeah i'm trying to think of what else i procrastinated eating i haven't had food yet i'm so bad with like remembering to eat that's been like one of my struggles lately Rem- okay i i remember i just i don't take that next step you remember you <laughs> you're just like i'll just deal with it later I'll put it together you can put it together. You just gotta, you gotta remember it first. I asked this to Will too. Do you have any idea where like the procrastination comes from, or is it just like as simple as I don't want to do it right now? Probably school. I mean, I think like elementary. So I did one of those things where it's like second grade. I would read with the third graders because I was like a level above, and I think that added to like. Now I can just put stuff together last minute because I'm so good at everything. But it's not true. I'm not. I'm good at, like, maybe one thing. <laughs> <laughs> maybe two things. Um, but My eyes are, like, bugging out of my head because, <laughs> like, it was the same story with me, too. I think it's really funny when they let, like, kids read with the higher grade of kids because that is, like, and you get to, like, leave the classroom and, like, walk down the hall and be like, I'm special. That really sets you up for some kind of... Yeah. I I hated it. Yeah. yeah. I was, like, embarrassed by it. Mm-hmm. I think at one point I would try to be, like, read slower. <laughs> I'm like, wait, what is this? Uh... And I'm like, get, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> um, yeah. Truly, like, starting in, like, middle school, high school, where, like, Mm -hmm. you're expected to write, like, papers. Yeah. Seriously, every single paper that I had would be, like, my printer is broken. Can I get it to you in a few days? And they'd be, like, yeah, Sam, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's funny that you would ask, too, because I did not ask. I would just, the deadline would pass, and I'm, like, I know they're going to approach me, and I would just be, like, yeah, I'm sorry. I just waited to do it. Like, why don't you just tell me before? It would have been fine. But I never took that, never took that extra step. All right. So it's time for our second segment. Let's unpack that. Uh Um, I have a series of questions for you and you can give me short answers. And if I want you to expand on it, I'll say, let's unpack that. And we'll talk about it a little more. Cool. I hope they're good answers. (laughs) I'm interested to hear what you have to say for the first question. It might be a hard one for you. Okay. What is your hometown and what is one thing you don't like about it? <laughs> wow. Uh, <laughs> well, Bo- Boston, famously. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, 
That is fine. I don't know, but I do talk shit about it, but not in like I hate it way. Mm-hmm. Probably like uh, the subway. I think it's like all right. No, it's the the bar scene, which is so f- stupid. But um, no, that's real though. Yeah, I go home. I'm still friends with my high school friends, so they all live in like Boston now. But all these bars close at like midnight or 1 p.m., which is fine. I'm an early guy anyway. But when I'm out, when I'm like reuniting, I'm like, there's nowhere to go. Everything's so spread out. Yeah. And also, they're like, sometimes I want to go to Cambridge and they're like, nah, we'll go here. And it's just like all these dudes dress the same way and like vests, Patagonia vests. It's just kind of corny, I guess is the <laughs> word. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's bland sometimes. I'm going to say let's unpack this. <laughs> I I had a feeling that I would want to talk about this because <laughs> I am also, I'm not from Boston, but I, mm-hmm. like, lived in Boston for a while, and it right. was my first, like, place that I lived apart from where I grew up. So it's always going to have a very special place in my heart, even though I know the people like to <laughs> say that Boston sucks. <laughs> Where in Boston did you grow up? Um, I was between, like, back and forth, Roxbury and Hyde Park. So my grandmother's place is Roxbury, and that's where I would spend, like, a lot of weekends just because I liked it. It wasn't, like, I hated my actual house. I was just, I had more friends over there. And then Hyde Park um, would be, like, after school, but I wasn't home. I always had, like, practice and stuff, so a lot of time spent the south shore of Hingham, Massachusetts. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so like three places, I guess. I was bouncing around. Mm-hmm. So you like played sports? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did you um, play? Well, lacrosse. And then once I hit high school, it was just like track. Nice. Track football one year. And I was like, that's not for me. Yeah, I feel like football is not like a Boston sport. It's not. It wasn't even like that good of a team it was just like I don't feel like getting concussed I mean lacrosse you can do that too I've actually that happened to me but it's safer yeah in a way I could be lying I'm biased this is going to tie in a little bit into our next question but where mm-hmm. did you go to college uh LaSalle so that's how I ended up in Philly mm-hmm. I was gonna transfer to Temple after freshman year but I stayed but small school like it's nowhere you would hang out. It's just only like North Temple and then like down Broad Street is the South. So I would go to Temple a lot okay. for like mm-hmm. weekends and stuff. Did you know that you like didn't want to stay in Boston for college and stuff? Mm-hmm. Immediate. I mean, I, <laughs> I applied to Emerson, uh, which of course I didn't get in there, but that was the only Boston school I applied for. Because um, that was like the big writing place. Mm-hmm. I didn't really know about NYU, surprisingly. But yeah, I wanted to go to Philly or LA. I think I got like waitlisted on like UCLA or something. Mm-hmm. So I ended up at LaSalle. Yeah, I only applied to Boston schools. I only applied to like two schools <laughs> or like three. Maybe I applied to Emerson. I can't remember. Why Boston though? Um, I grew up in New Hampshire and that was like, it truly was like Boston is the only city I've ever heard of. Yeah, that's fair. (laughs) I didn't know about Philly. Yeah, I, and honestly, I'm glad that I did that because like, I don't think I would have been able to handle New York straight out of my hometown. Me neither. That was, that's like wild. Um, It's too much. No, it's fine. 
<laughs> yeah, now that we're grown adults, we're like, I think I can handle this. Yeah, it's, 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 it's easy sometimes. <laughs> All right. So the next question, what's one word that describes what you were like in college? Oh, God. And well, you can't say drunk. <laughs> well, that would be a good description. <laughs> um, probably uh, optimistic. Oh, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm not, I mean, I'm a little more cynical now, but mm-hmm. not optimistic as in like the future is bright, optimistic as in like, oh, this party will be fun. Oh, this will be a fun class. This will be a, a fun outing. Like everything I expected to be fun, but then like you go to a party and it's like one dude sitting on a couch looking at you as you walk in. Yeah. I'm like, why the, f- I could have just, we could have stayed at, and then one senior year hit, and it's like, now I know. Can't be optimistic about anything. I mean, you can. I'm mm-hmm. just random. You had to reel in your expectations a little bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay, and the next question is, if there was a zombie apocalypse, what would be your fatal flaw? And you can't say glasses. Glass. Everybody keeps saying drunk for the college question and glasses for the fatal flaw question. Really? I don't, well... I did wear glasses for like three months, but I stopped. <laughs> uh, Not a glasses guy. No, I kept. I broke one, and then I don't really need them. Mm-hmm. Technically, I do, but I don't. Um, fatal flaw. Probably going on my own, like being at a loner, because I think I would start out with the group, and I would never have the time to. So I'm pretty social, but I need. I also like. Once that battery runs out, I really need to be alone and recharge. And I think because of that, I wouldn't be alone. And I'd be like, you know what? I'm out. I'm on my own. I hope you guys make it to whatever city is quarantined. But I am going on my own. And then I would immediately die because I could barely, like, I wouldn't know how to bandage myself. Or I think I could outrun a few, but I'm getting caught. <laughs> I'm not fighting anything else. <laughs> that's a really good answer like you're the person in the group that's like let's split up yeah <laughs> i think i would last like three days i'm like oh, god i gotta share beans with these people get out of here yeah that's really something that like people don't talk about enough like the idea that you're like stuck with the people that you like find as your group like Nightmare. you know how when you start college like you're friends with the people that are like in your dorm mm-hmm. it's like that but it's apocalypse style yeah, that that's wild. It's a good, good sketch idea, I guess. I don't. Know. <laughs> I'll never put it together, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> I this is this is like an aside, but one thing that I keep doing lately is being like, that would be a good sketch idea. That would be a good sketch <laughs> idea, and I'm like, Sam, you need to stop. I, it's you need to be quiet. <laughs> right in your head. <laughs> yeah, but never on paper. <laughs> exactly. We'll do that later. All right, next question. I really liked that answer. That was a good, honest answer. <laughs> yeah, thanks. That was <laughs> good question. I never thought of that. The next question is, what is your weirdest hidden talent? It's not really a talent, and also it's not that consistent, but I was good at guessing NBA players' heights. Oh my God, that's really funny. <laughs> and it's like, correct, always. I also played a lot of basketball game so I think mm-hmm. seeing these people all the time just like oh he's six seven two fifteen <laughs> how this is I feel so stupid asking this question how tall are like basketball players usually would you say 
from from being an expert in the field? <laughs> well, now uh, it's been trending towards taller. It used to be like you could be like a point guard, which is like the smallest position, and be like six feet. But now everyone's like six four and up. Mm. When you said smallest, I was like, so I could be the point guard. <laughs> I mean, you know, Muggsy Bogues. That was like yes, space. Gen- yeah, he he's five. Uh, he's still alive. He is five three. Wow, my inspiration. <laughs> you never know. There's still time. <laughs> um. All right. If you could acquire any skill that you don't currently have, what would it be? Piano. Oh, that's a good answer. Playing the piano. I'm 100% sure I will never put effort into that. But I love those movies where you're at like a cocktail party and someone sits down and it's just like, that'd be cool. You should just learn like one song that you can just like bang out on the piano. Even that, it's just, it seems, I don't know, maybe, um, maybe my next life, but. (laughs) <laughs> I'm toast. I'm toast. This this life. I'm done. If there was like one song that you could learn how to play on piano, do you have an idea of what that would be? I have an answer, but I want to hear yours. There was uh, I. It's not really a song. Um, it's just the beginning of that like Tupac song. It's like it might be something, but it'd be that. I ain't mad at you. The beginning of it. I like that answer. And it only lasts for like ten seconds. <laughs> that's like that's a really reasonable goal, honestly. <laughs> All right. I think that once we're done here, you should do that. Find right. yourself a piano. <laughs> I'll sign up for a two hundred dollar master class. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is uh, "A Thousand Miles" by Vanessa Carlton. See, that's a classic. That's good. I've tried learning it before. It's hard. Yeah. And you got to learn it on top of the car. You got to be moving while you play it. Exactly. <laughs> and it's like, where am I going to find a car that can drive me around with a piano? Yeah. You probably have to get like sound permit. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff. All right. And our last question in this segment, what is the last thing you spiraled over? <laughs> uh, I mean, getting close to jobs, writing jobs um like very close and then not getting it that probably i don't i don't it's not a brag i don't spiral a lot i think i just i think that is a brag don't process (laughs) and i move on (laughs) i you you bounce back fast well i try to not um i don't want to think about it so i'm like all right what can i do now to make myself feel better Mm -hmm. i think spiraling is good Honestly, that is a really good skill to have, being able to like just like not let it, not let it affect you, not let it stop you. Yeah, it's pros and cons. I'd say. I think when you're spiral spiraling, you're actually like, I mean, this is all bullshit. I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> you're like processing what happened, and you're like, yeah, that sucks. Instead of just moving past it, but I don't fucking know. That's going to be my reframe from now on. I'm not spiraling. I'm processing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm processing over and over and over. (laughs) A tornado of process. Yes. Oh, that's gorgeous. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That is the end of our Let's Unpack That segment. And now I have some questions for you about your life as a comedian. Boo. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) And my first question is, 
when did you first know that you were funny? Or when did you first know that you wanted to be funny? I think high school, because I think I did my first like when I was like 17. Oh, wow. I, but I didn't want to be, a, I wanted to like write. Mm-hmm. But I was like, oh, I'll try it. And I hated it. I sucked. And then in college, I was like trying to make sketches with like my friends. And I knew, like, Eric, watching, like, Eric Andre and stuff, I was mm-hmm. like, oh, there's, you don't have to just be a stand-up comedian. You can just, like, you know, like, Derek Comedy, too, like, Donald Glover's. Yes. Uh, yeah, that was, that was big. I mean, I was pretty much just copying what he did <laughs> for a while. But, yeah, so I think, like, college. And I was like, yeah, once I graduate, I'll, I can do more. I didn't know what the hell to do. So I started doing stand-up, which. Well, it led to good things. I guess you meet people. and mm-hmm. So, like, doing stand-up was kind of, like, the bridge for you? Yeah. Yeah, I didn't like... I feel like people... A lot of people are like, I want to do stand-up. I was like, I don't know what else to do. Uh-huh. I, I enjoyed improv, too. But even that, I was like, I don't really know what to do. I don't, and mm-hmm. I'm luckily, I could get help a lot with that, where I'm like, oh, I could just do sketch at this place, which is fun. And... I would go to, like, UCB, too, a lot. Take mm-hmm. the mega bus down like a weirdo. Oh, my gosh. No, that is, like, that's real. I, I feel like I would have done that if I had, like, the time and money. I feel like I was, like, yeah. working up to it before UCB was no more. Yeah. I got, a lot, I got like, the diversity scholarship they do there. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I'll take the bus, bus down for these classes. That was cool. Yeah. But then stopped now they're back yeah I I really like hearing people not not like admit because that sounds like it's like not something that you like want to share or something Mm -hmm. um but like you talked about it and like Will talked about it last week I like hearing people say that like stand-up is not like the thing that they want to do because a lot of people make it sound like that is like the only way that you can do comedy or if it's like you do the other stuff that is like what you're like working towards next like getting your hour or something like that but like comedy really is just like so much more so much more than that yeah I mean especially now I feel like when I started I didn't even start that long ago but it's so different like even like the whole like clips thing which I hate (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh but like yeah if you're stand-up you just post your clips on Instagram and that's like what you do but man I really really hate that (laughs) every single day okay so that actually like kind of segues into my next question for you um I feel like you might like hate this question but like you're like a twitter guy right not anymore I mean not anymore yeah I would yes but like (laughs) recently I have not tweeted Mm -hmm. but yeah yeah yeah, I was going to ask if you like it's it sounds like you're not interested in like being online as a comedian. Is that right? Uh, that, it, it used to be the opposite. Like you're right. I used Twitter like all the time. That was like my main thing. Mm-hmm. And I think especially now when I'm like seeing people who I don't follow pop up. Oh my god. And then like yeah, I open my phone and it's like this person I don't know saying talking about some terrible thing that happened and I'm like I don't want to be on this app 
even the group like i never really tweeted personal stuff i was just like goofy jokes but like that's all gone mm-hmm. <laughs> and i'm like that's fine i it's not like a big deal i'm just like i got nothing left same with stand-up i just got nothing left to say i'm still doing stuff i'm just doing like different stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um have you like have you like shied away from the online stuff because there's like a pressure to like maintain a certain persona as a comedian or like not post like normal person stuff like I guess I'm asking because like I personally have like felt pressure to be like you can only post funny stuff and if you don't Mm -hmm. post funny stuff people are going to unfollow you or like meet you you know yeah that I mean yeah for anyone who knows it's that was definitely something where even before like when I was more online I would like post some funny stuff but a lot of it was like also just I don't know me going to like a beer festival with friends or something I think um what pivoting or like writing it it feels more like I can still be a normal person Mm-hmm. But, like, now when you're, like, a comedian, it's, like, everything is just funny. Or like, all your stories are sharing someone's show. And I'm, like, mm-hmm. I mean, if you enjoy it, sure. I don't think it's stupid. I'm just saying for me, I would go crazy if I had to interact with comedians all the time, online, offline, just thinking about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. So we've talked about how you're getting more into the writing side of comedy mm-hmm. and I've seen you do some like really exciting things over the past few years. Like um, there was the NBC late night writers workshop, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, that was fun. Do you ever feel like pressure to like keep the momentum going and like every new thing that you do has to be like a step forward from the last thing that you did? Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. It's, that's what sucks um because you're working on like I'm not putting out I'm working on stuff but I'm not like it's not a thing where I can put something out every day so I do that and it seems like I'm washed like I'm not doing anything but it's like I am working on shit but then you're always looking for like what's the next thing what's the bigger step because even that it's like I've had steps where I'm like oh I'm gonna write for the show now and that didn't work that fell through Mm -hmm. um so you get close to like that big step and then there'll be months where you don't hear anything or get anything you're like "Eh, all right well I'm done but then something comes out of nowhere so it's all that's why I check my email nonstop. (laughs) like when you sent the email I was like looking at it and I was like I should give her like a minute so I don't look crazy (laughs) because I saw it as soon as it popped up because I'm always like that is so funny. It's a Saturday. <laughs> I love like unhinged email behavior. Like you saw my email. I'll send 10 exclamation points. I don't care. Yeah, the more it's... exclamation points I send, the more you're my friend. Honestly. I... Well, thank you. I'm honored because email <laughs> should bring email back. More email correspondence. I fully agree. And AIM. Yes. Cool. <laughs> so... I feel like you're, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like your comedy persona is, like, unhinged a little bit. <laughs> like, 
your jokes are always like you think that they're good and you know this is like how jokes are supposed to be where you think they're gonna go one way and then you like go in the other direction but with you it really is like like you know how people say never let them know your next move Mm -hmm. I never know your next (laughs) move (laughs) when when I'm seeing you do like a sketch or like when I'm like reading your tweets or whatever what is your like how would you describe like your like persona or like style or like your material i mean i'm so out of tune now like recently especially when i moved here i was trying to like it seemed like the way to be was like more personal so i would try to think of like stories that had like goofy stories that fit into that like i wouldn't say childish but like goofy absurd humor but same thing with like when you brought up simba i'm like if simba could speak It'd probably be rude. I don't know, because he doesn't know the <laughs> social norms. Thinking of stuff that it's not really thought about that much. Maybe you do think about Simba talking a lot. I'm sure you do. Every time he meows at me, I'm like, what is he trying to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's tough now. I feel like I used to be able to answer that like four years ago, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like one time I told you that like your style is like you're a you're like broy but like a yeah, nice yeah. bro. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess yeah that I remember. Yeah, I put out that story. I think because with a lot of like interviews or like meetings, they like, like describe your stuff. So I was like, I don't really know, but yeah, that was like kind of a common theme, um, which probably stems from hanging and being around those people teammates but also um not being them like having having a little better sense of humor and being able to observe so i was still an outsider mm-hmm. I'm from i don't live there i'm from boston we're all friends i would stay over a lot but a little observational mm-hmm. kind of taking stuff from them you're the nicest guy on the lacrosse team that's what i would say <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> that's yeah pretty much um, when did you move to New York? 2019. Mid-2019, so I didn't have a lot of time. <laughs> Not a like, lot of time before the pandemic? Yeah, it yeah. sucks, but... I asked this question to our previous guest, Will. Mm-hmm. Um, Wilfredo Diaz, who was also part of the Philadelphia to New York comedy pipeline. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like there's like there's a Boston to Philadelphia pipeline for sure <laughs> yeah. and then there's a Philadelphia to New York pipeline as well um but I, I would be interested to hear if your answer is different so when you moved like what was that transition like for you in terms of like figuring out how you fit into a new comedy scene like I I know that you were just saying that you like notice that the kind of material that people respond to is different and you try Mm -hmm. to like pivot that way yeah uh it was very 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 difficult for me Mm -hmm. personally um I think um I'm coming from like the good good where it's like I could just like when you walk I'm like so confident there because I perform so much so many times and all my friends are there and the crowds are good and I'm like I can just do shows here every day. It'll be a different crowd, different show, whatever. Um, it was a very, like, safe place to perform. Yeah, yeah. And even if I wasn't on a show, I would just go just to see who was hanging out. 
and like yeah. that was fun and then going to uh Brooklyn where it's kind of like there's no one spot which is fine I'm sure Philly was the same way uh insular um so everyone has their like friend group I just it was just me and Jolie and I don't know if I had any other like I had a lot of acquaintances like I had met through like New York people coming at Philly and a lot of them were super nice but Mm -hmm. um I kind of had to pick spots and be like maybe I can perform here but I never gained that momentum I don't think I mean Mm -hmm. started getting booked on like a show like Union Hall and stuff like that those are like the bigger I just did jazz hands (laughs) I know this is audio uh but even that it was just like by the time I started doing that I just I kind of lost interest because I don't feel like breaking and they're nice people but I don't need to break into these big friend groups and I go to parties and <laughs> go to parties and events but yeah I've come to peace with it I get booked enough it's really cool that you were like I'm going to do my own thing and I'm happy doing that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure for some people, like I get FOMO, but for like Philly stuff. So that's why I'm mm-hmm. in Philly a lot. But like, if you're a new, newer comic here, it's, I can see it being super tough. I mean, there's welcome, like BTC is super welcoming. Um, very much like if you want to put on a show, you can do that. But mm-hmm. And that's, um Brooklyn Comedy Collective is that mm-hmm. right yeah yeah they're welcoming um I just I don't want to I, I got nothing I want to put up and I don't know I just kind of do my own thing <laughs> mm-hmm. these next few questions I'm kind of like it seems <laughs> like you're you're good with how you are but if you could go back and redo anything in your comedy journey so far or like do anything differently Mm-hmm. Is there anything that comes to mind? Mm, maybe, uh, maybe move soon. Not move sooner, but it's it's nothing where I can't even blame myself. I just didn't know, like, if I can, if I could have like worked on samples earlier like, while I was in Philly. Mm-hmm. But even then, I don't know if that would have worked. Um, I don't know. It's something I used to think of, but I started being like, you know what you're here it's too late do what you can now it's too late to change I was gonna say maybe not do comedy clubs to start out but even that was I think that actually helped me so Mm -hmm. helped you um to like like be less scared (laughs) yeah I mean starting there like I was working there at Helium working there and then like going up and oh yeah once I got to like doing good good stuff it was kind of easy to be like oh I can do you can plug me into whatever show and I'll figure it out I'll be fine because I've had to deal with people drunk off of $12 beers (laughs) yeah you're thinking about like having samples ready that is something that I've been thinking about a lot lately um specifically because Wilfredo was the one that sent me the club video thing being like, Hey, I think that you should submit for this. Mm-hmm. And the submission is like, you like apply and you give like a sample of work that you've done before. 
and then you get accepted and then you make the video. It's not like you make the video and then you submit that. Oh, okay. Um, and I realized that I was like lucky that I had something to be yeah. able to share for that. And it was something that was literally three years old. It was like a parody of the Imagine video from like the beginning of quarantine. Um, <laughs> and I like got really in my head about that being like, is this funny enough for this? Is, this is too old. This is like a weird thing. Like people are going to be like, what is this? Yeah. But um, it worked out. It It all worked out. But that made me be like, Sam, this is why you need to like do stuff on your own and not wait and like have stuff ready. Yeah, I mean, video is way harder than just writing a script. Like, I have a a short I wrote. I'm gonna do it in Philly, and like, even just putting that together has been. It's not even that hard. It's really just me. <laughs> no, I feel like it is hard though because it's like so many different pieces to it. Mm-hmm. Especially if you're if you are a procrastinator, it's hard to like get that momentum going and be like we're gonna do this this and this I had to like I had to really over prepare just to do like my three minute video that we shot in like one afternoon it's it's tough I mean I even thought about there's a scene that requires a bar and I was just gonna ask like Andrew to ask Johnny Brenda's I'm sure they would say that's fine Mm -hmm. but I'm like should I just change it to like a scene when they're walking instead of adding this location it takes away some correspondence I don't know yeah yeah that is something that like I dealt with too with this sketch because there's this one part where um it involves like blood and somebody getting stabbed (laughs) um and I had originally written it for like the corner of a street and I was like I think I know what corner I want to do this on but yeah. we are going to have to be really careful when we film this to not, like, freak people out or think that, like, or be like, why is there blood everywhere? Or, like, yeah. get blood on the sidewalk. And my friends were like, Sam, let's just do it in the alley behind our house. <laughs> it's simple. And I'm really glad that they said that because we did get blood everywhere and it did look <laughs> crazy. But now someone... And it would have been really hard to film <laughs> on, like, a Sunday afternoon with, like, parents walking their babies around and stuff. It would yeah. have been way too much <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna forget about it and you're gonna be walking in your alley and be like what the fuck happened here <laughs> <laughs> yeah there when we were done and like the blood was everywhere it looked like something happened <laughs> but <laughs> it was God. yeah it all it all worked out for the best so <laughs> that's all i can ask for that's good um okay and then my last question for this segment is and i don't know if you'll have an answer again because it sounds like you're pretty at peace with like who you are and what do you want to do um but trying yeah is there anything that you don't like about yourself as a comedian um I mean maybe like um scared to offend and I'm not talking so I'm not talking about like you know Netflix specials like uh, triggered stuff like that but yeah um I mean it's hard with the stuff I like joke about it's all goofy stuff but like I don't want to like go over boundaries like I don't want to like say something that someone could be like ooh whatever like yeah I've had like similar I think I it's similar to what you're saying I've had things where like I'll tweet something and then be like could somebody take this in 
a different like interpret it in a different way that I didn't even yeah. like think about mm-hmm. or am I like talking about something that I'm like just not educated on and I'm like a few steps behind and somebody yeah. is gonna be like that's a bad take you know what I mean yeah and that's like goes back to the online thing where it's like especially with like reels like I have a video from doing Denny's show it's just sitting there it's it's good to have I guess if I ever need it but um the idea of putting that out and then like strangers I don't care if I'm like in person in a heckled or that has never really happened but like if someone's like you suck like all right that's funny sorry if you tell someone they suck to their face that is so funny to me uh <laughs> but like online and people are just writing shit I'm just like I don't know how you guys do it it's not even like a thing where I'm like oh I'm hurt that they don't like my joke it's a thing where it's like I don't want to give you this power to talk all this shit while I'm sitting here on my phone I can't do anything I could type back, but then you look like you look like a loser if you're responding and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like people are so hostile, and then when you don't respond, they're like, they're like, "Yes, you have nothing to say." <laughs> yeah, I see people like posting comments they got. I'm just like, oh my god. I would like find their address and then be like, "Hey, can you apologize?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, doxing them, but to be like, I need an apology. Yeah, <laughs> please. <laughs> What do you mean I'm not gonna that? hurt you I just want to to hear that you're sorry yeah. um okay so we are nearing the end of the episode if you oh, can believe no. that sucks that sucks it's so <laughs> <laughs> and the thing is this is 10 things I hate about me and I only have one thing that you hate about yourself oh god I don't know where I went wrong today <laughs> um I have I'm a procrastinator so what we have to do next is we're going to enter the 10 things speed round and i'm gonna bully you into telling me nine other things that you don't like about yourself are you ready i'll try my best (laughs) all right number two we need a number two um not forwarding my uh fashion not changing my fashion you hate your fashion sense it's not that it's bad i think i just don't try new stuff which could be fine another thing where i'm just like at peace (laughs) yeah i hate that i am not fashion forward is what i wrote down (laughs) that's cool Um, um number three uh trail off or sometimes i feel like it's hard to understand what i'm saying where i'm speaking (laughs) i hate that i I hate that it's hard to understand what I'm saying. <laughs> Depending on how I feel, yeah. Um, I hate... Um, Do you have any bad habits? Um, eating stuff, I know it's going to hurt my stomach. Like I ate a bunch of pizza rolls yesterday. Oh my god, no. It's worth it for pizza rolls, though. <laughs> I know, but... Um, <laughs> wow, this is... This is the toughest podcast ever. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, we don't just we don't just chit chat on this podcast. We <laughs> we go for the questions. Not um, not planning enough. I guess I don't really hate that. I don't know. I hate that I'm not a planner. I feel like that goes with I hate that I'm not a procrastinator. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. But that's okay. I'll accept that as number five. <laughs> Um, 
I can't speak to cats. Oh, that's a good one. Like, as much as I, like, I'm like, if Simba could talk, I don't want to hear what he would have to say. Like, I kind of do. Do you want to see him? Oh, my God. There he is. <laughs> so cute. Uh, He's a good guy. Do you have a cat? Mm-hmm. And the cat's with you? Oh, my gosh. What is your cat's name? Leo. Leo? Mm-hmm. Oh, how long have you had him? I guess, like, five five years oh i love that you're a cat guy that's that was the first thing that we ever like talked about <laughs> yeah i mean I, I i won't lie also a big dog head too but um that's okay you can be both yeah okay i just didn't want to act like that's it um a cat guy and a dog head <laughs> <laughs> um i like big dogs big cats too like huggable yeah um <laughs> All right, number seven. I don't eat enough fruit and veggies. No, that is so real. <laughs> and it's not that I hate it. I'm just I'm always hungry after. Me too. I don't understand what it is because you would think that it's like fiber, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't get Nothing. it. I, I like a good fruit cup, though. I do love a fruit cup. <laughs> I like a fruit cup, and then I really like... Something I have discovered recently is that I really like the little pomegranate seeds that come in the cup so that you don't have to bust open the pomegranate yourself. Interesting. That's a treat. Never thought of that. <laughs> do you like cooking? No. I mean, I don't hate it. I just, I should do more of it. I just throw stuff. I get like freezer food or... I do too. Popeyes. <laughs> <laughs> I choked on Popeyes recently, which was fun. <laughs> I yeah. something that I've been doing lately to like get more vegetables is I will just like order Chinese food that has vegetables in it and I'll be like it evens out that I've done that even then I'm like I should got something else <laughs> all right number eight I know like as soon as I close out of this I'm gonna have a bunch of shit I was like oh it was that <laughs> I, I think um, not thinking when I spend, when I was in Philly last, which was just last weekend, spent a little extra to give, get a reserved seat because I felt so awful. But then someone was sitting in my reserved seat no. I had got like the window and I didn't want to be like, can you move? Because it was like, she just had the aisle instead of a window. I'm like, whatever. That makes me sad for you. <laughs> I like so this was this was the bus. Uh, Amtrak. Oh, Amtrak. Mm, yeah, windows oh, better. Wow. Yeah, you get the window, you get the outlet. You don't have to reach over the person next to you. Yeah. Oh, maybe that. Not advocating for myself. Maybe that's one. I hate that I don't advocate for myself. <laughs> not like being like a pushover. I'm from Boston. Not a pushover. No, I I just. Uh, <laughs> Kind of more go with the flow. Mm-hmm. If something's annoying. I'm just like, well, I just leave. I'll walk away. <laughs> yeah, my my old roommate was like that. I I love her so much. Um, but she is also very like go with the flow and like I don't want to like disturb anybody or inconvenience somebody. And I'll be like, why aren't you making a bigger deal about this? Like, yeah. You need- those other people are doing something wrong and you need to you need to get (laughs) she was having a thing where like 
the laundromat I'm exposing her right now the laundromat like lost a pair of like a pair of pants or like a shirt that she had dry cleaned and I was like have you checked in with them like where is it you you should go there and like ask them where it is or like call them or like get a refund like they (laughs) they lost your shirt or your pants or whatever what it was make them buy you a new one (laughs) and I just want to say I know that makes me sound like I'm being like (laughs) this is exactly the kind of thing that I'm uh, talking about where it's like people can take it the wrong way where like even just saying this I'm like people are going to be like Sam you're being mean to a customer service worker (laughs) and it's like no it's different (laughs) yeah there's a lot where it's like it's not like oh my coffee was bad it's like I lost what if that was like my favorite shirt I still wouldn't say anything but I think it's good to say something yeah I one thing about me is that I will bully people into advocating for themselves so if you ever (laughs) if you ever need a pep talk for that just hit me up all right I got you (laughs) I will I'll add you to my uh advocate list I have my running tab (laughs) (laughs) um okay number nine man I feel like I'm assuming everyone just rattles themselves no, sometimes it takes some thinking. Yeah. And we have plenty of time. I take like an hour. Um, I guess I goes with fashion. I don't try on stuff enough. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that I don't try on clothes. That is so real. I haven't gone shopping in so long because I just hate trying stuff on. Yeah, two weeks ago, another time I was in Philly, I forgot all my clothes. So I had to buy clothes. And that was like my first, I just went on like Walnut Street. The H&M was closed. I was just going for like safe, like, I don't know, whatever. So I went to like Urban Outfitters and I'm like, what am I doing myself right now? And I bought mm-hmm. some, I bought a bunch of clothes. I bought jeans that were too, too big. I tried them on in this, I don't know. I'm just an idiot. I feel like it's so hard to have, like, clarity inside a dressing room. Yeah, and I always feel like I'm being, like, am I taking too much time in here? What's up? Yeah, I'm taking too much time. I feel like just, like, the idea of, like, changing in public is just, like, this isn't right. There's yeah. something off about this. It's strange. And then, like, if I don't want, if, if I can't fit it, then I have to find the person that helped me and be like, what should I do with this? I used to work at Urban, and, like, one thing that we would do is be like, hey, um, how is everything going? Do you need another size for anything? And, like, I went to an Urban, like, a year ago or something, and somebody asked me if I, like, needed another size in something. And I asked for the new size, and then the new size didn't fit me right either. And I was like, I can't ask again. I can't ask again. <laughs> See, so yeah, I just, just left with nothing. It's tough. <laughs> a tough world out there. My damn Urban. Urban Outfitters. <laughs> All right. Um, this is the last one. Number 10. Make it count. No, I'm just kidding. Um, maybe, uh, I guess that goes for attitude. I can think of one for you. Okay. Please. <laughs> this is a little bit of a joke. Um, do you hate, do you hate that you're a Boston sports fan? <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, <laughs> Do you want that to be number 10 or do you want to think of your own? That's cool. That That's because that is very relevant. Those are the few times I'll post on Instagram where I'm like baiting uh, Philly sports fans into replying <laughs> to me. 
So I like posting that stuff. Yeah. Are you are you a Boston sports fan for like all the teams? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Bruins, Red Sox, Celtics, Patriots here and there. I can't really I've never been to a football game. It just doesn't look fun. Mm-hmm. So but I still root for Patriots. It's hard to be a Patriots fan. Yeah. I do not identify as a Patriots fan. That's fine. Yeah. Um so do you do you ever have to like I feel like you posted something when like the Super Bowl was happening where you were like, I have my my uh Yeah. I have like a Boston Patriots jersey, jersey under jersey. my clothes. Yeah. When I was in I think I was yeah, it was still when I was still living there, but um I was watching the Super Bowl with a bunch of friends from like Massachusetts. They came down, and then when the Eagles won, I'm like, "Well, we're not just gonna stay here and like mope inside. We're gonna let's drink in the streets." But I put like, my friend corrected me. Actually, I left it there. I took it off and left it there, and then oh, that's good. Yeah. <laughs> Don't want any like slips. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Night. that's so funny to like watch your team lose and then just go outside and be like yeah, yeah. <laughs> like i don't know what else to do <laughs> all right so now that we have our list of 10 things i'm going to read them all out loud to you all at once are you ready okay. yeah all right <laughs> number one i hate that i am a procrastinator classic mm-hmm. Number two, I hate that I am not fashion forward. (laughs) Number three, I hate that it's hard to understand what I'm saying. Number four, I hate that I eat things that make my tummy hurt. (laughs) (laughs) Number five, I hate that I'm not a planner. Number six, I hate that I can't speak to cats. Number seven, I hate that I don't eat enough fruits and vegetables. Number eight, I hate that I don't advocate for myself. Number nine, I hate that I don't try on clothes. And number 10, I hate that I am a Boston sports fan. Yeah. (laughs) How do you feel after hearing all those things that you don't like about yourself? It feels good. It's, um, I'm going to, I'm going to write that down and frame it and look at it every day to remind myself. That's beautiful. That's a way to find your power. Yeah, exactly. Be like, yeah, I don't like these things about myself and I'm proud. <laughs> that sounds like the kind of answer that you would give. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking it. I'm, I'm advocating. I'll send you like a framed thing of it after this. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have reached our final segment. So what do you want me to do about that? And in this segment, you assign me homework for the upcoming week, which can be any task that you think could help me feel good and hate myself a little bit less. Before we do that, I will talk about how last week's homework went. Our uh, wonderful guest, Wilfredo Diaz, told me, in the morning, look in the mirror and tell yourself one thing you love about yourself. And how did I do on that? Listeners, I did bad. I did not do it once. And uh, and I kind of knew that I wouldn't do a good job with this one. I was like, it's going to take me like some like, like making myself brave to do it. I'm not a talk in the mirror kind of girl. But truly, I think I just don't have a morning routine down. So I would just forget every single morning. But even if I could remember, I don't think I would have done it. So <laughs> so maybe next time, Will, I'm sorry to let you down. Uh-huh, Will. <laughs> 
So, Kyle, what do you want me to do for this coming week? I would say maybe take a walk. Write down what what you think you might think of a new sketch. Ooh. Okay, I like that. Go for a walk and think about creative stuff. A long walk, though. Yeah, That's a good yeah. idea. How long? Last week I did, like, brought, like, Passio up, and I think we got up to Tattooed Mom, which is, like, a half, half hour. That's a nice walk, hours. yeah. Yeah. Okay, so, yeah, I'll go for a walk 30 minutes one way, 30 minutes back, one hour, yeah. thinking about stuff, thinking about those sketches. Why not? I really like that one. Thank you. <laughs> Do you have any favorite places to walk around in New York? I like my, like, Williamsburg and um, Greenpoint. It's close to the water, like Greenpoint, yes. so I like walking down there. Yeah, I lived in New York for, like, six months, eight years ago, and that was one thing that I would do. I would go to the water and just walk around the docks and then, like, walk all down Bedford oh, okay, and yeah. just like see how far I could get. Yeah, it's <laughs> or like fun. walking across the big bridge. That was always fun. Yeah, I haven't done that in a bit, but yeah, it's I do it pretty much like almost every day. I feel like I try to. Cool. All right, I'll do it. I think All I right. can do this one. I believe. I believe in you. <laughs> Thank you. All right. <laughs> We have reached the end of the episode. Um, Kyle, do you have anything that you want to plug? Mm, no, nah, I don't think so. Hello, editing Sam here to say that Kyle messaged me after the podcast recording to say that he would like me to promote a Twitter account. It's at GBH Archives on Twitter. It's archive footage from WGBH, which is Boston's PBS station. It's a lot of like old um, archival footage from like the 70s and 80s and 90s. I'm gonna look through this Twitter and feel nostalgic for a Boston that I never experienced because I lived there from 2011 to 2016. Um, so yeah, thanks Kyle for plugging that Twitter account. Kyle, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast with me today. You're the best. I had a great time with you. Yeah, this is fun. Thank you. And I'm excited for your your walk. <laughs> me too. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to 10 Things I Hate About Me. If you're enjoying the podcast, please rate us five stars and leave a review letting us know one thing that you hate about yourself so I can read it on a future episode. Simba, you want to say something? He's being shy. All right, bye. Bye.